0: good morning everyone this is your friend your coffee bartender miss ebony and i'd like to welcome you to the podcast on today it is the end of april we are approaching and you know god has been really good he's been really faithful even when we are not (laughs) and i just want to just thank you for coming on today so today i felt god like pressing on my heart to kind of just chat with you about our um, our gifts and discovering gifts. And that's the name of this particular segment. And what I believe he wants to say today is something to encourage you, those of you that have creative gifts, those of you that have, you know, the gift of song, the gift of dance, the gift of acting, writing, screenwriting, playwriting, um, working with children, uh, doing something in engineering, technology, uh, forecasting. You could be someone that's into fashion, uh, really great with social media. Um, I don't know. There's just so many gifts, you know, we all share. An inheritance in God when it comes to giftings, you know, and a lot of the times I do believe our gifts are connected to what a lot of people tend to call the fivefold ministry. Um, But amidst the fivefold ministry, there are many other gifts, and Corinthians talks about it. I do believe it's First Corinthians, Corinthians, excuse me, twelve, and uh, I'm going to read the. uh, Actually, I'm going to read the New Living Translation. I like to read that particular. A uh, translation and it states um, here. Let's see. Uh, I want to read. We're going to start in. We're going to start in actual verse twenty-seven. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. So when it comes to the fivefold ministry, a lot of people talk about the apostles, prophets, teachers, um, evangelists, and uh, I'm missing one, right? Pastor? Did I say pastor? I think I did. Okay. (laughs) But this particular uh, verse says, first are apostles, prophets, teachers, those then, we expand upon it, that do miracles. You may have a gift of miracles and believing God and full of faith. For miracles, for others, and even for yourself, your family, those who have the gift of healing, which I believe healing is a miracle in itself. So, but there are different, I believe, aspects to these gifts that are more focused, um, center focused on that particular, uh, I guess, gift over others, those who can help others, people that have a gift of service, uh, maybe somebody that's really big on outreach, those who have a gift of leadership. Some people are just natural born leaders and can head a crowd, you know, and those who speak in unknown languages, such as tongues there are other versions of the Bible, um, Bible version that says in tongues, those that really understand tongues and can actually interpret them. And for those of you that might be listening that don't know what tongues are, tongues are an interpretive language uh, that we use to communicate with God, those of us that have been filled with the spirit, they call it filled with the spirit, the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit, I believe, is attached to that. But I think people oftentimes say the Holy Spirit, meaning speak in your heavenly language or the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit in itself, I do believe, is that voice that we all have on the inside of us that kind of corrects us or leads us and guides us. But I feel like tongues is a way to still connect with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in itself. You know, they're Godhead three in one. So when we're connecting with the Holy Spirit, we connect with God, period, you know? So, you know, um, the unknown languages is also known as tongues and other tongues are the connection with God. And it's just a different type of language. It's a different type of style. It's a communication with God. And I've I've heard, and I don't know if there's a Bible verse that actually backs this up because I've heard it many a times that um using the heavenly language at times is a way to kind of combat the enemy and kind of keep private that secret language is kind of like a communication with God. where The enemy doesn't understand that because I believe it's kind of like a secret, secret language that we have with God. And he doesn't know what we're saying. Like out out of my mouth, I can do declarations and I can speak it in English. Right. Like I can say, you know, I declare that my family is blessed. I declare that my home is blessed and that we are covered by the blood of Jesus. I declare that everyone on this podcast will prosper, you know, things of that nature. And the enemy of course can hear that. And he can, of course, you know, he would do anything to try to stop whatever we're doing because he, his, his whole main goal is to come steal, kill and destroy. You know, he comes seeking whom devour like a lion. So he's always going to come and try to combat something and use negativity and use, you know, your job. Use anything to try to cause you not to prosper, even though I've done spoke and declared over you that. I believe that speaking in a heavenly language from what I've been told and what I've learned is kind of like something that kind of keeps things sacred. And sometimes when you don't know what to say, it's a great, it's a great way to feel those words. And, you know, uh, the Bible also talks about Jesus, uh, like praying for you, you know, when you just don't know, you're asking Jesus, like, look, can you intercede for me? And the Bible talks about Jesus being able to intercede on your behalf when you don't know what to pray. Because sometimes, look, this whole pandemic has had people like, "God, I don't even know what to pray. Thy kingdom come. You know, the Bible says when you don't know what to pray, pray that. But sometimes you can't even muster up that strength to pray that prayer. You know, you just don't want to. You just don't feel like it. But I believe that um the heavenly language, sometimes when you don't know what to pray, that's just a good way to just you in the presence of God in your life too. But anyways, I didn't mean to go off topic, but um, so uh, that that verse, this is actually first Corinthians, and I'll post it in the, the log box. Um, is first Corinthians 12 chapter 12, I started in verse 27 and I read uh, through and 29 actually says, are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages or tongues? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? There are some that actually can interpret tongues as well. Um, Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts, but now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And then, of course, the, the verse um, goes on in the next to the next chapter, actually, and it talks about being love being the greatest. Um, so I believe what our gifts are meant to do is bring people closer to Christ as we continue to go grow in God and get closer to the Godhead, three in one, um, as we continue to yield to God. We're supposed to yield our gifts to him. Um, I believe our gifts are for God. He gave them to us, so we give them back to him. Uh, the Bible also talks about the parable of the talents where there was, um, I'll go to that first, first as well, um, where God gave the talents out, you know. And, you know, he, what, well, I say God, I guess the representative in the actual Bible was the, I feel like the representative of the Bible uh, in that Bible verse was God. But um, I think it was like the parable was saying, this is what God does for us and he gives it to us. And it's up to us to multiply on that. He doesn't want us to just lay dormant on it. And sometimes it really is a, a wake up call for me to be like, what gifts do I have? What gifts am I not using? And I do believe that there are different seasons for different gifts that you have. I do believe we are all gifted. I don't like when people say I'm not talented and I'm like, what? I don't like when people say that. It kind of irks me. It's just like you are talented. You're gifted. You just maybe have not discovered what it is that you're really good at. You know, God doesn't put us on this earth and says, I don't have a talent. I think most people, when they say that, they think talent means I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't act. I can't. I'm not like an entertainer like that. But that doesn't mean that you don't have a gift. Clearly, I just read <laughs> it's in 1 Corinthians 12 that we all have some part of that. God has implanted in all of us one of those gifts. I know I have a gift of healing. It comes in ways of the voice that I have when I sing. um, And it comes in the ways with the hands that I use when I worship God, when I dance. It also comes in the ways of, whether you believe this or not, comes in the ways of styling hair. You know, there's been times where I've styled someone's hair and their whole attitude has changed. But it started with my heart and whether or not my heart was right when I did that person's hair. I pray before and I ask God's hand to, to be on me before I actually do those things. Um, it's no different for you getting in front of a pulpit and preaching and you ask God in the Holy Spirit, Lord, you know, I just really need you to speak through me because I don't want these to be my words. I want to uh, you to use me and it not be me. It's no different when you use your talent and gift in any other area where there's hairstyling, where it's fashion. Uh, whether it's podcasting, blogging, whether it's YouTube channel, whether it's doing makeup, um, whether it's acting, dancing, when it's for God's glory, he'll use you, you know? And when you ask him to, when you yield that gift to him right before you perform or you act or you minister or whatever, he's going to be the one to help you get through that. There were times where I was so frustrated. I remember one time I was working at a salon slash barbershop and... um. This girl had came in with this hairstyle and honestly, I thought I could do it because I had done my own hair, you know what I mean? With using this type of hair and extension, but the picture she brought, just for whatever reason, I was so discouraged and I just, I didn't do a great job and I was so frustrated. I went to the bathroom and I like cried and I prayed. I said, God, give me the strength. That next client that came in, (laughs) do you tell me? It's like Ebony faded away and God came through. I busted out the T outliner. those of you that get your hair cut or ever cutting a guy's hair, you already know that. And this T outliner. (laughs) I lined this guy up. I braided them cornrows. And even the girl next to me that was doing hair was like, girl, I ain't never seen nobody braid like that. I went in that bathroom. And what did I do? I prayed because I was discouraged by the last client. But when I got in, I was like, God, help me. I don't want to be feeling like I'm a failure. I don't want to feel like, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing hair, how short of a time you've been doing here sometimes you just have those moments of feeling defeated <laughs> and honey, those braids, those cornrows defeated me in the fat, a past client, but honey, God gave me another opportunity. It was a guy this time and I had the clippers and all that. I was like the best, I feel like that was like the best photo. It was a remnant of my grandfather too. Cause my granddad used to cut uh, hair. Uh, those of you that might've followed me on social media, you might remember the photo and I had someone take a picture of it, but it was just such a, it was a precious time because I feel like my grandpa, my granddaddy was up there rooting for me too. He was like, no, you got it. You can do it for grandbaby, you know? And it just, it, it, it is a blessing to have God use you in that way. And it's his gift. I mean, even if I'm not, I don't see myself as this pro stylist, you know, um, I could still say, God, I yield this gift to you. And even if I don't understand how to do this cut, I need you to help my hands because you know, I went to school, you know, I've been watching videos, you know, I've been practicing my medication. I don't know. This is a different person. This is a head shape. God help me to do this. It's a gift. It's a gift that has on top of it, the gift of healing. You know, Um, so I just I I thank God for that. But you have to know what's your gift and operate in that. I would never go and tell someone a girl, you need to probably go here and do a hair because you need to be. While operating your healing gift because God could totally have given you the gift of tongue interpretations. OK, and I don't know that, but that's why you have to spend time with God. And ask him what it is that he has planted in you, because sometimes even in my elder of age and I'm not old, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people are my age. They just don't know. Some of you women that are maybe listening today, you may not know what your gift is. And I would really strongly encourage you to go and read First Corinthians 12. Read the whole entire chapter. It talks about one body, many parts. And there should ever never be a church that makes you feel ostracized either. There, I believe churches should always have different ministries where you can serve in your gift, in your capacity, because in that you'll grow as you yield your gift to God, you'll learn, you'll, you'll, you won't, you shouldn't also feel suffocated that people don't allow for you to flourish. Now, I do believe there are some gifts, um, like the prophetic gift, Um, that's also one of uh, the giftings, of course, with the fivefold ministry or the gifts of healing, um, uh, all the other gifts, excuse me, not just the gift of healing, but all the other gifts that were listed in the scriptures. But I feel like that particular gift, that's a that's kind of like a really sacred gift that you have to be careful with how you utilize that. Cause I feel like the church has really abused that gift um, of prophetic and people have used it for their own glory and have used that gift to kind of manipulate people. And I don't feel like everyone should get up in front of a church and prophesy. I don't believe in that. And I've, I've gone to a church where I've been, you know, trained in the prophetic and have an understanding of the gift, uh, but I also understand there is proper protocol for that gift (laughs) and any other gift. You know, like you just can't be going up and preaching when you're not somebody that hasn't been ordained or the pastor hasn't even prayed over you or walked you through the process of that. I don't believe the pastor needs to just get up and preach. Not everybody needs to just get up and just speak either. You know, I think it has to be prompted by the by God and the Holy Spirit, and you always need to go through your leadership. There is submission in ministry, and I think oftentimes people get so excited, and they just want to use their gift, but God has not put them in that position to do so. Uh, There were times where I felt like God was speaking on my heart to speak to certain people that were in leadership, but I never asked, oh, I have a word. I need to get up here and say that. No, I was in a message or an email. You're still being used in that capacity because sometimes God will allow for you to be used in private as opposed to public. A lot of times people want stages, they want platforms to reach a whole bunch of people. But sometimes God is just using you in that small quiet space to be used to minister to people in a quiet space, where it's not between you and a whole bunch of people. You know, your gift just is still being used. And I think sometimes we can see our gift not being used because we're not in front of a whole big people, uh, in front of a bunch of people. But God sees this, the quiet things. Like we've all heard the terms of, you know, doing things in secret, faithful over little, ruler over much, God will expand you. But the more he expands you, the more you're exposed too. So you want to make sure that when you're exposed, you're not being exposed as a fraud. So sometimes in that practice time which you with you and God, you you really have to have that gift, um those gifts rather, I'm prophetic, I'm kind of speaking of specifically, really refined and fine-tuned. Uh, and I think your practice of using the gift is when you're doing it and it's not a whole bunch of people around, when you're doing it one-on-one and people confirm that God was already speaking that to me, oh my gosh, the Lord really used you. That's confirmation. I believe also speaking around about, you know, just uh, prophetic gifting. When someone confirms, oh, the Lord was speaking to me about that, Confirm, confirmation is something that's very important when it comes to prophetic gifting as well, because you don't want to be saying stuff and it doesn't it doesn't ring a bell, you know what I mean? And because people could prophesy, um, I also will speak more about this. It probably should be a prophet prophecy of podcast part two. But people could prophesy in error, and I think there's been uh, commentary about that made that prophets need to know everything. They know everything. They have the heart of God. They they are seers. They they got a direct correlation with God. But the Bible also talk about talks about. Sorry, <laughs> excuse my language today. Um, prophesying in part, and I believe that in part of that scripture. Um, let me find it first of all. Prophesying in part, I believe that means in part because we don't know everything. People that prof- are prophetic, they don't know everything, and there are there room, there is room for error. And it's not like okay, if you're a prophet and you're always in error, then that's a, that's a problem. You need to just, like, sit down and just let the Lord work through you <laughs> before you go out and trying to speak a word. But I do believe it's, um, it's, it's important to not operate in that gift just loosely and not having somebody that is, is there, you know, like working with you or helping you through that. I'm, it's such a powerful gift and it's very, um, I, I don't know, I just, it, it's something that should be talked about a little bit more. Um, but I think that gift in itself needs to really be um, be covered in prayer and also be watched you know, very closely because it can, it's, it's been so like abused and stuff. I think it's just really important. Um, there's different aspects of that gift as well. Like some people are prophetic with their songs. Um, there's people are prophetic prayer. Uh, there's dreams, there's interpretations, um, there's visions, like open visions. People literally see stuff in like openly. Um, That is a gift. It's a very special gift. And I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about some of the experiences that they have with that gift. Um, I think a lot of people think it's so cool and they get fascinated with it, but I don't think that's what God wants you to do um, because people can become, um, they can idolize gifts too. You know, they can idolize that prophetic gift because they're always going to so-and-so for a prophecy and they'll start to treat prophets like gurus or like like psychics and that's not what they are. That's not what that gift is supposed to be used for. So you have to be careful about that too when you have that gift. And also like letting people know that this is a gift that I'm just a messenger. God is the one that wants to speak to you directly about this. So anytime you do get a word to just um disclaimer, always take it to the Lord. Make sure it's confirmed that you have a confirmation in scriptures because it's always a backup with the word of God in scriptures that maybe someone else has a confirmation for you about it. Um someone that you trust that also has that gift or also that God has been speaking to me about the same thing regarding it could be a what they call a corporate word or individual word. You know, corporate is really for like the whole body of Christ in the church. And then individual is like this for you personally. Um, but I think it's important to just really be careful with that gift and just understand it for yourself. Seek scriptures about it and also Watch over your soul and watch who you watch. Don't go to every YouTube channel um, to people that say and declare that they're prophets. Pray about it before you watch that too. That's a disclaimer. But anyways, the scripture that I also wanted you to go and take a look at in your spare time is also in 1 Corinthians. I didn't know where that was, but I'm glad I looked it up. It's 1 Corinthians 13 verse nine. So on your time today, just set aside some time and go and read 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. Uh, But this particular scripture says that for we know in part, and we prophesy in part. That's the New International Version. But I'm going to read what New Living Translation says. It says, now our knowledge is partial and incomplete. And even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. So that to me tells me, even with somebody that has a prophetic gift, and I don't even know why I'm on prophetic so, so long, maybe this is going to be a part two to um, this particular segment. But um, to me, that just lets me know that in part means we don't know everything. And I think it's important as people that do have a gift of prophetic or prophecy to know that you don't know know everything. I remember this lady who was um, walking me through a discipleship training was like, when you come to God and you're praying, remind yourself that you don't know anything. She said, just say, I know nothing. I know nothing. Because people that have a gift that can see things and God shows them things, a lot of times there could be arrogance and the spirit of pride can get in there really quickly pride could come into any of us quick but i feel like people that carry that gift specifically a lot of pride can get in there because you'll get puffed up when you get a word you get a word you can give a word you can give a word you You see dreams you see visions you blah 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 blah. but god will definitely check you and you want that holy spirit check up you know you want the holy spirit to check you to let you know that you don't know everything just because god has shows you, you know, sometimes people would be like, I just know, but they're not saying in a way that means that, oh, I know everything. But then there's some people be like, yeah, I know. I already know. You know, and God knows that that's that ego coming in. Remember our mind in general is just hostile against God because we're born in sin. So we have to renew our mind so that it can be under subjection to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? So it's important to make sure that your ego is, is shut down and that your spiritual mind is caught up you see what I'm saying? So as a prophetic person, you yourself, somebody that operates in that gift, you know that you have that gift. You have to remember that you don't know everything. And it's okay to not know anything. And I think not the not knowing is the good thing. Part. It's the grace that's sufficient for us. That's that thorn in our side, you know. That's that thorn in your side when you don't know everything because God has the ability to see all before it happens. God knows what's going to happen in the end. He'll give people clarity about certain things. He'll give us vision. He'll give us dream. He'll show you stuff. He'll you can read the word and be like, oh my God, that's a revelation for right now. What, what times we're in or whatever. But at the same time, you don't know it all, and you have to remind yourself you don't know everything. And you may not know even what that dream was that God showed you. You may think. And sometimes that's a good thing. Don't don't get frustrated with yourself because you don't know. Table it for later and say, God, when it's time, reveal this to me. And maybe that will, it won't come until five years from now. But don't always think that you have to know everything right now, too. I don't know. This is a word for somebody. So God bless you, whoever's on this podcast and you're listening. You maybe you've been seeking God about it. But just know that, God, in the discovery of this gift, you're going to learn so much about yourself and learn so much about the word and what you will not know. Do you think when we leave this world, we're going to know everything? Oh, wait. Do you think we're going to know everything? No. I think some things won't even be revealed to us when we're, we're, we're done. You know what I mean? We won't even know stuff. But I think when we leave this world, some things will be a lot more clearer to us. I feel like the word of God will be a lot more clear. It will be coming more to life when we're in heaven with God. And we're we'll like, oh, my God, that's what the what the Bible said about that creature. You know, we'll probably see a creature that we had never seen on earth, you know, um, in heaven. The Bible talks about creatures and revelations, different things that you're going to see that are literally sitting at the right hand of God. But we don't see that here on earth. You might have had a dream about something weird that was like, I look like a weird creature. I ain't never seen that, but you still felt at peace. You didn't feel like it was something weird or or demonic, you know. Um, They're just going to be some things that we just will never know. And I had to come to an agreement with God that, God, I don't know everything. And I actually am okay with not knowing everything because our human mind, because we do come from God, though, we have an ability to think that we might. Can just know things, you know, just because we are God's kids and we are. You know, there could be a little tip on our shoulder sometimes. You know, the Bible does call us as little gods in Isaiah. You know, so we were God made. We were made as little gods. God in God's image. We are not God, though. Um, but it's just we we are made and we come from God. And I don't think a lot of times it's it's trying to be, um, you know, arrogant in the in the way that we 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 live our life. I think sometimes just because we have God in us, we can think that we know more than we should at the point at that point in time or think that we just know just because we are God's children and we just don't because he's like okay you my son you my daughter but you don't know I know and I think that's why it's important to allow for him to show us things and wait as well and be patient when we don't get the answer <laughs> I'm talking to myself trust me because there was a lot of things that I'm like god I don't get this how did this happen I don't get it and sometimes God is just like you won't <laughs> and I'll just be like all right you know I've, I've finally gotten better at being at peace with that and with myself because I was the type of person to be really anxious, you know, and I needed to know things. I need to know now. I need to know now. What's this? I don't understand it. I need to get this job now. I need this. I need money now. Right now. Right now. <laughs> and God's like, okay, but this ain't your timing. So you thinking that it's right now and it's tomorrow. Oh, wait 24 hours. <laughs> I don't want to. Okay. I don't care, you know. But anyways, I don't know how this ended up on this whole, this other part, but all in all, uh, the discovery of your gifts is very important. I think even in this time of our lives where there's a lot happening and I think God needs to use you and he's ready to use you and he wants to use you. And I think you need to be able to allow for him to be the one to work with you in that and show I allow him to show you who you are. I think the beginning is knowing who you are and your identity and then discovering your gifts. I think our identity is the most important thing when we're using our gifts, because you could be on stage singing, but it's not you, You because you've learned how to sing like all the other gospel artists out there, and you're singing all these riffs and runs. And God just wants you to sing from your heart. And this is how we see in the gospel industry a lot of people have the same sound and they put that auto tune in the background of the music and everybody sounds the same. That's why I can't listen to certain music. And I'm not clowning nobody. I'm not just kind of trying to be like, you know, whatever, be whatever or rude. I'm just being honest. That's just me, though. I have to listen to music like Maverick City music, you know, because it's just open worship and. You know, they're not the only ones I listen to, but I'm saying like that is just pure raw worship, pure raw worship, straight from the throne of God. People wrote songs that were just in this prophetic place and the Psalms are just beautiful. And I feel like I get healed when I listen to that music. A lot of times, I don't feel like I get healed when I listen to certain gospel songs. I just I'm listening to a song that I just think is really cool, you know. So there's a difference in that too. And you know, a difference with someone's on stage singing from their heart and from God with the Holy Spirit and the anointing on them. And you know, there's a difference with somebody just singing on stage when they're just performing. Because people that are in the gospel industry and people that sing for God in regular church services and worship leaders can perform as well. They don't have to be up there singing for God. And so that's important to make sure that when you're yielding your gift, it is fully yielded to God. And this is something that I've had to learn too. I didn't always have the right heart when I was in worship because there were times where I wanted to lead a song when I always felt like I was a background singer anyway, (laughs) and I wanted to be. But when you get in your ego and you're in a competition in your brain, you know, God checks you. It's like, when you have a heart like that, you shouldn't even lead worship. You shouldn't even be up there singing behind everybody that's leading because you have the wrong heart don't nobody want to hear you know it which i it to god ain't there and people can see and discern in the audience as well when you're singing for yourself and not for man and not for god so um anyway that's just a sidebar too i had to check myself you know and i also have to tell on myself because i'm not perfect i'm just here to encourage you um as god has revealed it to me and in this in this line of discovery i'm always discovering new things about myself like i I had discovered recently something about myself that I have forgot that I could do. And I was like, Yeah, I really am good at this. Why did I stop doing that? And it was like something that I didn't do that was consistent because it wasn't something that I felt like was like, like me singing or me dancing because it was just one of those little things that were, that I used to do when I was little and in and out, in and out, in and out, but it wasn't something that I consistently did, but I had to bring it back to my attention. Like, no, this is a gift that you have too. share that in time, refine it, work on it, practice it and you'll get better yield it to me, right? So this has been discovering your gift segment. I hope it blessed you. And if you're somebody that struggles with that, don't don't hesitate to reach out to you know someone that could help you walk you through that. And you know you can even feel free to even email me. I'll make sure I post that and just reach out on the podcast. Um, There's a message you can also leave me. Nobody else will hear it. I don't believe, I believe they're all personal messages. You just go to the regular link on anchor.com, excuse me, anchor.fm. And then, you know, search for this episode and leave and say, hey, yo, you know, I need prayer. Can you pray for me? And I will, I will feel free to do so. Um, If you're having struggle, like really struggling discovering your gift, because sometimes it's hard. Um, There is a gift challenge that I do believe God will have you do in the future and he's gonna head that up through me. Uh, I do have a workshop that I actually have worked on a couple years ago and I think he actually wants to launch that. And it is something about discovering your gifts, which I didn't even realize. It was called something different, but I think he's gonna fine tune it with me and um, we're gonna work on something. So maybe this is gonna be something that you're gonna actually be able to do and I will be able to help you walk through that process. So just stay tuned. I'm gonna post those scriptures and you guys be blessed.